You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome back to Cosplay Confidential. I'm your host, Kiki, and we are live at uh, the Great Lakes Comic Con in Warren, Michigan at Macomb Community College with the lovely Katie, a.k.a. Stellar Corona Cosplay. Welcome. Hi. Glad to be here. Yeah. (laughs) So, you're in... You're, you're rocking this brand new cosplay that you just finished. What can I you am. tell us about it? Uh, this is Tora Doza from Star Wars Resistance. Uh, so that is the newest Star Wars TV show. Uh, you can catch it on Disney. Uh, but everyone's gearing up for celebration, so that's what I was hoping to have her ready for. And here nice. she is. Nice. And when is Celebration. Uh, celebration is uh, the first week of April, the, well, technically second week. It's the 10th through the 15th. Oh, okay. And that, where is Celebration this year? Chicago. Chicago. So it's real close. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, tickets sold out real fast. Oh, yeah, I bet. Cool. Well, so, um, let's talk about this, because I had all these questions that I wanted to ask you about it when you sat down, and I said, nope, gotta wait, I'm gonna wait. <laughs> ask him on the podcast so what um what kind of materials did you use for it um okay starting with the flight suit um i used a scuba um so i got it from spandex world and big z fabrics um but my whole goal with it was to like get the the style that you see on like um bobsleigh teams okay um that's what they use for their uniforms um, and I thought that would give a nice racer look without, like, being the giant orange jumpsuits that you see on most Rebel pilots. Right. So, um, from there, uh, all of the armor is a thermoplastic called Sintra. Um, so I know a lot of people use EVA foam. It cuts the same. It dremels the same, sands the same. Um, it just lasts longer because it's hard. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I was wondering about that. I haven't seen Sintra armor close up, so yeah, it's yeah. uh. Can I can I touch it? You can. Ooh, that's real cool. Yeah, it, nice. It's, you know, if you if you pack it away, it's not going to bend easily, so okay. you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to use a special sealer. Um, so it takes some of the steps out. Um, it just takes a little longer to shape, is all. Okay. So, um, what, are the, what are the little details made with? Uh, those are Terraflex, which is about the same as Warbla, um, but you can get it locally at Tandy Leather. Okay. Nice. So, yeah, this is exciting for me, because I rarely get to see, like, non-foam armor close-up. Right. So, this is like, oh, yeah, it's like, a, like it, a foreign thing. And is that, like, seatbelt material? It is. It is actually seatbelt nylon. Nice. Um, I ordered it from Amazon. I was like, oh, two-inch nylon strapping. I need that. So I ordered it, and then, you know, the package sat in my living room for, like, a month. Yep. And then I opened it, and I was like, oh, this is seatbelt strapping. Yep. <laughs> and it turns out, um, unless you have a heavy-duty sewing machine, you can't really sew it. So... Oh, that's um, fun. If you ever need seatbelt strapping for something, make sure you have a heavy-duty machine. How did you find that out? Um, there was much cursing in the basement. <laughs> did, was your machine okay? It's it's fine. It just, the bobbin snares up. Oh. So, 
Good types. And, yeah. And I tried like denim needles, leather needle, like five different types of needles. None of them worked. <laughs> Oof. So what did you end up having to do? Um, I actually ended up uh, magneting them. So there's a magnet that connects underneath. Wow. And then there's a magnet on the armor and a magnet on the vest, so it sandwiches it. Nice. Very creative. Yep. I've only seen magnets really... I've seen magnets used in, like, theater costuming mm-hmm. for quick changes and stuff. Yep. But that's cool. So we use it in that. It, nice. it makes it a lot easier to put things on because oh, yeah. you just... Throw it on. Pop it there, yeah. There it is. It seems like it would be pretty clean, too. Um, It is. The the hardest part is getting the position right and then figuring out where the other side should go. Right. So there's a little trial and error. So, But, I mean, it looks great. Well, thank you. Yeah. And would you say this is fairly comfortable? Uh, It's surprisingly comfortable. Um, My back's a little stiff. Um... Just because the back plate and I've been standing for a while. Yeah. Uh, but my bottom half is nice and comfy. I can bend. I can sit. Yeah. It, it's Very a little cool. warm because scuba, but... The scuba, yeah. It's it's cool enough that I can just run outside for a minute. Yeah, so, true. In the middle of fe- in, in the middle yeah. of February. If I yeah, go outside, I'm like, oh, this is nice. Yeah. <laughs> I should be like this all the time. <laughs> and you've got, like, built-in hat. I do. You know, so my hat is nice and warm. Uh, fun, fun facts in this buns. There's about 75 bobby pins between the two of them. <laughs> yep, that sounds about right. Um, but you know, I learned new wig techniques making this, so I learned how to cut bangs. Oh, nice. Um, I actually knew how to do a hair bun from years and years of ballet, but it's always different when you're like doing it on a wig or another oh, person. Yeah. So, uh, but I, I'm happy with how they came out. Nice. So, was this um, what what wig did you use? What wigs did you use? Uh, this is the small chibi from Arda. Okay. So. so it's like it's one of those that's meant to be like yeah. You put buns uh, on so it. So I did have to reposition them, uh, but once I figured out how to do the secret to doing that, which if you don't know, is you take the little adjustment straps okay. out. And then you hook them under the chin of the wig head, and it will stay perfectly still on your wig head. Nice. Yeah. Yes. It took me too long to figure that out. Yeah, I would not have yeah. known that. So, so if you ever need a pigtailing, that's how you do it. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Valuable pigtailing techniques. Yes. From Katie. Very yes. good. So um, you're here... With you, you do a lot of Star Wars cosplay. I do. So, what could you tell us about that? Uh, well, I'm a member of the Rebel Legion and the Mandalorian Mercs. Um, so, for those that don't know, um, they're Star Wars costuming clubs that are permitted by Lucasfilms to exist. Um, we do a lot of charity events um, at larger cans. We'll do fundraising. Uh, we have games and stuff that we'll bring for people people to play. Um, you know play for a dollar you get like a sticker prize or something and then it all goes to charity um in the mercs we run bounty hunts so we give you a badge at a can um you go out on the floor and then we come find you okay Uh, so that's always fun um but what i really love about doing the star wars costumes is that it seems like there's always something new that i have to teach myself with them um so what my big one that i do is sabine wren um, and she was my first 
uh, plastic armor. Uh, so I learned all of my techniques with her, um, all that. Uh, the big thing with Torah that I learned how to do is pattern. Um, I completely self-patterned the flight suit. Oh, wow. Um, and I did that. I bought a cheap suit from Amazon, and I drew the design on, and then I figured out how to color block it. So Nice. That's, yeah, picked up a lot of techniques for that one, though. Yeah. Very it, cool. It helps if you have a walking foot. <laughs> helps if you have a what? A walking foot for your sewing machine. Oh, a walking foot. Yeah, never color block spandex without a walking foot. <laughs> never color block spandex without a walking foot. So me as a non-sewer, that flies right over my head. But I'm sure to a lot of people, they're just, oh, yep, mm-hmm, I agree, totally, yep. Yeah. I have friends that have actually worked in costuming departments, and they've been like, oh, yeah, sure, okay. And then they've tried to color box something, and they're like, this is horrible. How do you do this? And I'm like, I told you, get a walking foot. <laughs> and I have one that finally bought one last week, and she called me on Thursday, and she was Changed like... Changed your life. This is a life changer. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I told you. Yeah, just listen the first time. It's, it's the teaching dilemma. Yeah. You know, I'm going to give you the directions... Okay, she followed the directions. I didn't. I did this and it didn't work. Did you follow the directions? No. no. <laughs> That's why. Yep. Exactly. So I feel your pain. <laughs> um, so you not only do a lot of Star Wars cosplay because you mm-hmm. work with those groups, but you've done some other really creative cosplays as well. Uh, what are what have been some of your favorites? Um, I did Aragorn last year for C two E two. Um, so for him, I learned how to do leatherworking. Um, wow. I had to make his bracers completely from scratch. So, so. so wait, like legit leatherworking? Yeah. Okay, like all cutting, right. stitching, embossing, dyeing. I did it all. Um, so he's really fun. Um, I don't wear him as often just because I'm still adding to him. I want to add his overcoat. I want to add his cloak. Um, but... That's going to cost a lot of money, so yeah. it's going to be like a multi-year pr- work in progress. Right. You'll get him, you know, by, by like the, oh no, I was going to yeah. say the 20th anniversary of the movie's coming out, but that's, uh, that's, two, two that's years only from two now, years from now. Doable. Yeah. I, you know, you can get the actual clothes, um, with like the actual yarn from the farm where the originals came from, um... And I can actually get away with wearing the child size, which is like $150 cheaper. Oh, nice. Because okay. I'm so short. You are. And they're all so tall. <laughs> they're all, they're so all tall. So I can get the child size, and it fits like the adult size, fits the six foot four person. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> but it will be the authentic clothes, so I'm like, I, I kind of want to do that. That's excellent. Yeah. No, I can't wait to see that one. Yeah. It's I, I enjoy him. I have to figure out how to do the beard better. I, like, did the lace front, and it would stay on, so then I just drew it on. You're, like, way more adventurous than me with, like, I, I as far as, like, cross-playing yeah. goes. I feel like I have a hard enough time cosplaying as a woman, yeah. like, <laughs> and make myself looking appropriate for that. Yeah. So, like, what can you tell us about your experiences with uh, cosplaying a male character, like, tri- like passing male? Yeah, well, my first one was uh, Obi-Wan. Um, so I do Padawan Obi-Wan. Um, and the nice thing about Jedi robes is 
you know, they're they're kind of covering everything, yeah. so it's like it, you you don't have to feel as nervous about it because you know they're so big and poofy and um, you you can be a girl or boy and it's like it you look the same from behind. Yeah. It's from all the just sides. hidden. Yeah, it's all hidden. So that so it's actually a really good way to start. Nice. Um, and then from there I moved to Aragorn. Uh, I'm working on Jack Sparrow right now. That's going to be the interesting one. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Have you... Um, have, it, what, what's going to be the inter- most interesting challenge for that, um, do you think? Well, that one I'm going to have to make the beard stick to my face. Um, but he also wears his shirt really loose. Yeah. Um, so I, I wear a binder, but his might be too loose to get away with the binder. And I'm big enough that taping is difficult, so it, yeah. it'll be interesting. There, there will be some trial and error there, but it should be fun. Cool. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Um, the makeup for that seems like it would be fun. Yeah. A fun little the, challenge. The wig. We get to dread up a wig. That's going to be oh, a man. good time. Yeah. I, I have a friend that knows how to do it, so she's going to teach me. Cool. Um, Dreading up a wig. More leather working on it. Yeah. Uh, pant making. Pant making is the hardest thing. Oh really? Yeah. I'm Why is that? So, I'm so horrible at making pants. They're they're so hard to fit. Oh I'm terrible yeah. Terrible at it. Yeah. Because it's, it's not just like oh you got your yeah. front you got your back just sew them together. No, and it's like no. I have really big hips. Yeah. Like my hips are ten inches bigger than my waist. Okay. And so it's like, okay, I got that to fit the hips, and now I have all this gappage, and so I have to dart everything. Okay. And it, it gets wild. <laughs> so I might actually commission the pants. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You've let got a, enough to let worry a about. Let do it. Yeah. It looks better like, anyway. Who's used to making pants. Yeah. You know. <laughs> that's fair. Um, so... What about uh, some of your early cosplays? What was the first cosplay you ever did? Uh, my first cosplay was Black Widow, and I was using like the the theat- the Ruby's theatrical version of the costume. Oh yeah, which I mean was pretty nice for a Ruby's costume, but they they tend it had a P- PVC coating on the fabric, and that wore off really really fast. So how I actually got into like making my own cosplays was I went out and bought a sewing machine and started trying to figure out how to make a bodysuit. This was before I figured out that, hey, there are actually bodysuit patterns. Oh, right. So, you know, because um, that would be too easy. Yeah. Yeah. But I did manage to make one for Yomacon that year, and it did look halfway decent. Um and that was the start of the bug. Was that um, was that bodysuit also for Black Widow? Yeah. Made? Okay. Yeah, it was the Winter Soldier version. Okay. So I had to do top stitching pleather onto it, and I was working with scuba, and yeah, it, it was a good time. It, it was an interesting first first thing to make. Yeah, really, you <laughs> jumped right in. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, I tell people that, and they're like, "You're you're actually insane." And I'm like, "Yeah." I know. <laughs> 
know. Sometimes you just it just calls to you yeah. and you have to do it. Yep, exactly. You see it and you go, I need that. Yeah. Um, is there a... What is the least favorite cosplay that you've made? Um, I've done... A couple like Sailor Scout crossovers. So I did a Sailor Black Widow and I did a Sailor Padme. Um, and I've just figured out that I just don't like the Sailor costume. <laughs> you, you don't it, like the you don't dig the fuku. Yeah, like I well, the the skirts never sit right on me because big booty. Right. So, like, if I cut it long, they don't sit right. If I cut it short, I'm flashing everybody. So that's a problem. And then I've also gotten, like, comments from creepers on those photos. So I'm like, I'm, I'm just a little done with the sailor thing. I'm over it. Yeah, you don't you don't need any more of that. No. no. I, I'd like to keep that to a minimum. No. <laughs> yeah. Is there, um, is there any cosplay that you have that you would like to remake? that I'd straight up remake everything um, I generally expect to have to like remake soft parts regularly just because I wear through thighs on things okay so like my Sabine costume I, I remake her pants once a year I've remade her flight suit once I'm sure I'll be replacing the, this flight suit every year or two just cause I do wear so many tear. events yeah. they just wear you know, I've, I've got 50-plus troops in Mitsubishi. Yeah. So. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a that's a hefty yeah. amount. Yeah, that'll take its toll. But that should also tell you how well the plastic armor holds up. It was what? That shows how well the plastic armor yeah. holds up. No, exactly. Because I've, I've replaced two plates on it, and that was because the bando cracked on it, not the plastic. Oh, wow. So. Okay. It, it holds up. That's excellent. Um, a few questions before we start wrapping up. Um, dream cosplay. No limits on cost or materials or anything or skills. Okay. Um, in The Phantom Menace, towards the end of the movie, when there's uh, Padme, he has her decoy with the big headdress and the red. The feathered robes. ones? Yeah, it's, it's like, comes like... Okay. Um... It has like red and black striping on it, and okay, yep. Um, that's one I really want to do. Like the headdress has to have leather on it. Um, if I want to do it, I have to learn how to acid etch uh, velvet. Ooh, yeah. Uh, Sounds like a dangerous, fun time. Yeah, it's <laughs> well, it's not like acid acid. It's like this enzyme that eats the fibers. Okay. Um, and then you wash it, and they just wash off. Okay. Um, but I, I will definitely have to experiment before I actually start on it. Uh, but but that's one of my dream ones to do. Nice. It's exciting. See, in our video, we have uh, Bob and Dave just hanging out, eating lunch. Wave for the camera. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's your dream one. That's That would be really yeah. cool. Um what about uh, dream group cosplay? Ooh. Gosh, I don't know. 
I, I think I would really like to get a full, like, fellowship of the ring together. Ooh, girl! And, like, have everybody with the screen accurate. That would be incredible. That would be sick. Yeah. Yep. That would rule. So, well, you have, you use Aragorn. You I have, have Aragorn. I have a Legolas. You have a Legolas. And, and, Chaotic neutral, right? Yep, and he's very screen accurate. Yep. Um, we, we have a Gimli who is pretty accurate. Um, but those are the only three we have so far. Well, we need a Boromir. We need the Hobbits. Yeah. So if anyone wants to join us, hit me yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, that's stellar.corona on Instagram. Yes. Hit them up. Um, uh, what's on your uh, What's on your list for this year, uh, convention-wise, cosplay-wise? Um, Probably a hefty list with all the groups that you're in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, convention-wise, uh, celebration, of course. Uh, I'll probably hit up Motor City. Um, we have a bunch of Star Wars nights that we're doing, but those aren't really conventions. Uh, Capital City, I think that's in August. Really cool Comic Con. Uh, I'm going to Yeti Con. That's going to nice. be a fun one. Okay. Um, and then cosplay-wise, I already mentioned Jack. Um, I have a Bulma, did it, uh, the Namek Bulma, so I'm remaking that jacket. Oh, I guess that could have answered that question. Yeah. <laughs> Making that. Um, I'm doing uh, a Tem from Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, I'm going to do Clone Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi. Nice. Okay. Yeah, we're we're going to do like the... With the beardy? With the beard, we're going to yeah. do, like, the foam for the hair and do the cell shading Sick. on it. <laughs> so it actually looks animated. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, gosh, I'm forgetting somebody else. I don't know what, but something. No. You'll think of it either as soon as we stop recording or when this episode airs. That's, that's usually how it works. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Um... Well, we just a couple more questions. Uh, first of all, what uh, advice would you offer to beginning cosplayers? Don't be afraid to try new things. Um, I know there's a lot of fear about, oh, if I screw this up, it's really expensive. Chances are you already know a cosplayer that knows how to do it. And if you ask them, they will teach you how, like no questions asked. Um, so don't be afraid to learn how to do things and don't be afraid of ruining it because even if you do screw it up and it is expensive, it's a learning experience. You'll, you'll learn how to do it. Oh yeah. How not to do it. I, I mean, I, I, I've done that. I did that on this one. I did that this week. So learning all the time. Yep. Always good. Um, the final question, which was inspired by Bob. Um, that we ask for everyone in your most obtrusive cosplay or even just in this one you're at a convention how do you pee? Um, I, I don't <laughs> I, I just make a commitment to not peeing for 10 hours Oi, that's a that's a rough one what about, um, do you uh, if you're like changing costumes because I know you changed costumes today yeah. do you ever like take that as an opportunity um, sometimes I do. Um, I didn't need to earlier. I should probably be drinking more water than I am. 
But <laughs> well, and then in the hot summer months, you can always stay hydrated and then just sweat it all out. Exactly. You know. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, I was happy to be here. Yeah, it's been great having you. Yeah, uh, let's see you enough. <laughs> remind us where we can find you. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Stellar Corona Cosplay, uh, or on Instagram as Stellar Corona. Very cool. So make sure you check out Stellar Corona. Uh, you can find our podcast at uh, at on podcastdetroit.com. Uh, we you can hear us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere fine podcasts are heard, and you can find our Facebook page at Cosplay Confidential Podcast. Our Instagram, where we feature all the lovely cosplayers who come on our show, is Cosplay Confidential, and my Instagram is Real Kiki Elise. So you can follow me and see what Pam shenanigans I'm getting into next. Um, so once again, thank you so much. Thank you. And from Cosplay Confidential, I'm Kiki. And I'm Katie. Keep creating, inspiring, and sharing the love.